1: Sometimes I start in the wintertime when it's the dark days in the winter. I don't think it's it's such a big difference and then in the springtime comes around I eat the first whatever. Right. And it is it's mind blowing every time. Right. Like I just ate turnips that six to twelve with these turnips.
2: Yeah. Six to, <laughs> six to twelve. What? Six to twelve. What? He's talking about a
3: boner. That's how good. That's
1: how good these things were.
3: Pump, oh, it, up, pump it up. Pump it up. Time out. Dan and I aren't familiar with your scoring system. What are the what? A six to like at a at clock. Six. Six o'clock.
1: Ah. And then, oh, so you're
3: talking. You're saying straight up and down like six o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Six to twelve. Oh, so that's what the From kids. I'm more say like
4: ten thirty. From turnips. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: You're like, you're I'm more like
4: ten thirty. I'm about.
3: I'm about ten thirty. 45, 45, 6 to 10, 11
4: o'clock, but you know,
3: yeah, we're not, definitely not midnight. We're not young men anymore. This kid's got pep in his step still. He has not any gray hair or nothing. He's got a (laughs) noon boner, little fucker. (laughs) From turn, from turnips. From turnips. So you, you confuse me because at first I got excited. Like, wait a second. You mean that turnips give you amazing, like they, they get, they Physiologically give you an erection? of That's some what chemical. Oh, are we gonna
2: ta- oh, yeah, you're saying you gotta,
3: we gotta eat turnips. I'm asking if. Are we gonna what, talk about fucking vegetables? No. <laughs> what, what I'm saying yes. is. What I'm asking is, is if there's some sort of natural boner inducing chemical inside turnips, right. and that he ate his own turnips <laughs> recently. It was like, Sean, I'm telling you, like my dick was hard as a rock. <laughs> Reality. UFOs. Science. Consciousness, sex, drugs, and rock and roll.
4: That might not be a real thing. The podcast.
3: Still holding, still holding. Hey, welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm your host, The Candyman, and uh, thanks for listening in. If you're hearing this transmission, I'd like to invite everyone to just sit back, set the mood, get yourself a joint or a stiff drink, and uh, get on our wavelength, baby. So... uh, Got a good guest tonight. We're going to get him on in a minute, but uh, I am equally excited to have my co-host Danny D back. Danny, how's it feel to be back on mic?
4: It's great to be back. I was uh, healing from a penile reduction surgery.
3: How, how did and, it go? Uh,
4: yeah, I went from uh, six inches to two.
3: Nice. Yeah. You you're going to work with two inches now. Two inches, yeah. This is flaccid or hard as a rock?
4: No, no. I got a I got like a rod they put inside where you pump it.
3: Like the like the like the pump sneakers they used to yeah, have. Yeah, exactly. I like that.
4: Yeah. You can also take a CO two cartridge and go
3: for a quick one. For, for a, a quickie. quickie. Yeah, yeah. I like that. You yeah. got that D brown dick. It's an yeah. em- it's an emergency hushie inflation.
4: It's a hushie inflation. Yeah. You gotta you gotta read the manual to activate it.
3: Really? Yeah. Pull the cord. It's like a hushie. Sean, what's going on, man? Sop. You tell me. How was your week? Sop.
2: Nothing. That's to my update. Sop. Sup, you got nothing going on? Nothing, nothing at all, just sop. Well, I uh get it because kids don't say they, they don't, don't say, don't say the whole thing, they, they just say, say sup. one
3: thing, not to be confused with those uh, damn kids, not to be confused with the early 90s. Yeah, yeah, or was that yeah, was that yeah, 2000s? Yeah. That might have been 90s. late
4: 90s, mid 90s. Scream that was fun for a week. What about the beer guy that said, uh, yes, I am. I don't
3: know I remember that guy. I don't. I don't remember that. Anyway, we're here tonight. with A good friend of mine, Chris Horn, Farmer Chris from Horn Family Farms. I'm
1: very excited. I've never had a professional mic like this, and I'm I'm a little
3: nervous, but no, you're okay. I'm feeling good. You got
4: everybody with professional. It's That's very right.
3: professional. Professional what? You're hanging out with guys that would murder people to keep you safe so you're okay that's true (laughs) plus you're a strapping young lad you've grown into i've known you since you were a what 10 at least both maybe that must have been me definitely younger in the mic it's tough because we're at different angles right uh you just have to try to work with it i got Uh, you that must have been quite the sight to watch me and your brother at like late teens early 20s going out partying stumbling in and out of the house and you're like you're like eight, nine, ten. You're still liking He-Man or GI Joe, or whatever. You're like, who are these guys? Oh my God, what are they doing? <clears throat> I learned so much from you guys, good and bad. I hope so. Right. I hope so. It was our privilege, man. It was our privilege. So you're all grown up now. You've you've uh, you're a man by many measurable qualifications yeah your body is a man's body uh you are married to a woman mm-hmm. by the h- bonds of holy matrimony yep. uh no kids yet but you are expecting an uncle so uh you're ex- you are going to be an uncle your brother's expecting so congratulations to the family on that and you are a professional farmer i
1: am that's my trade um it's what i've practiced and continuing to learn and
3: failing but learning a lot as well. Well, as someone who has spent, I don't know, 15 years professionally working in agriculture, I can tell you that it's, uh, the failure part of it is just, you know, you're going to have stuff that goes wrong every season. And uh, the movie with Matthew McConaughey, uh, Interstellar, have you ever seen it? Of course, love that. Okay, so there's a, some sort of uh blight, I think some mutated form of blight is is rocking all the crops on earth. I forgot about that part. And they're, they're like burning their fields to like prevent it from spreading to the next field and this, that, and the other thing. And there's a part in the, there's a part in the movie where they're standing there watching their corn burn. And one of them says, we'll make it back up next season. We'll make it back next time. Right. And then Matthew McConaughey's like, that's the quote that every farmer has ever said their whole life. And, it, and it, if you're in agriculture of any kind, it's so fucking true, dude. Every time you bring a crop in, you're like, okay, this is what I'm trying to do. This is the goal. This is what, and then you know, you're trying to foster mother nature to the optimal conditions to do its thing. And then whilst you're doing that, other stuff comes in, fucks it up. And ever, I'll tell you what you you specialize in what like microgreens microgreens was
1: something that jump started the business i'd say it's a good business easiest thing to grow quickest ex- quickest thing to grow could have it in a restaurant's hand trendy very trend very hot right now yeah, people cheap, love cheap to make it
4: what's a microgreen microgreens
1: yeah it's like a baby the babyest of greens oh i would grow them to like teenager size though so they were like slightly more than baby micros you put them in
2: salads and eggs and Mm
1: -hmm. just
2: additional they're an add-on well they're 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 highly
3: nutritious highly
1: nutritious Uh, micro broccoli was Mm -hmm. a big one micro basil was a crowd favorite um easy to work with looks beautiful on a plate so that that definitely
3: jump-started the the farming career i uh i grow and teach people how to grow marijuana okay just Mm -hmm. so we're clear here on the the life cycle of a marijuana plant from the time you get a seed until the time you're harvesting your finishable product minimal 6 months on a on, you know unless you're growing like an auto thing mm-hmm. but so you got a 6 month window where you have to foster this thing raise it you know harvest it and then that's a long time for something to go wrong or something that something that can get it whereas when you're growing microgreens it's quick you got 1 week boom and then now obviously they're trendy. There's a store across the street from my house in Bridgewood Plaza that I think they actually rented it to grow indoor microgreens and they sell it to uh, they're selling them somewhere. But it doesn't require a lot of space either.
1: So. No, and they're great. I have nothing against them now. I don't grow much anymore just because um, I don't live where I farm and having something that you have to do it so weekly, harvest, continue, repeat. It's it's kind of boring, honestly, because it's just constant yeah. put soil in Put the seeds on top. Like, it's easy. It's monotonous. It's very monotonous. What do you grow now? I grow about 30 different vegetable crops on a half-acre plot of land. And it's pretty standard, like, seasonal vegetables, but different and more interesting varieties that um, are a bit more marketable than the standard just, like, eggplant, tomato, so pepper. So, like,
4: basically stuff that, like, chefs would want that, like, you know, Applebee's isn't going to be using?
1: You mean, like like exotic yeah nothing not to applebee's i'm not in applebee's yet but uh you know depending how deep we get this conversation i feel
3: as though you know we have to make changes where places like applebee's no farms no food is something that's so true you see the bumper stickers and people will take it for granted i'm like, mm-hmm. going give you a fucking tree hugger right but i'm like yeah you know what dude guess what uh, just in my, you know, in the marijuana industry, people, there's a lot of different shoots, uh, offshoots you can take. And people are all like, you know, there's a lot of people out there that want to get like a dispensary going. They don't want to mm-hmm. actually do the growing. They just want to flip it, you know? Right. And they're making money. But like, I've told everyone since day one, I'm like, the real money is where it all starts. The plant itself mm-hmm. so that everything comes from that. You know what I mean? And so food is like, dude, ever since you've been, I've been in agriculture and I don't know if you have a better, uh like a better appreciation for it now. But like, I have no fucking clue how our species survived or I don't even, I have no fucking clue how we currently produce enough food to, to feed the population.
1: It's wild. And it's also wild because we grow totally so much, so much more is wasted. There's so much more potential that is just literally dead in the, in the fields. Yeah. Not even harvested. Um, especially in this, in this era, like last summer, farms were acres and acres and acres
3: of tomato squashes, just leaving them to die because <laughs> they, they couldn't c- couldn't bring them into I uh, couldn't uh, harvest them. They didn't have the hands, exactly, farm hands. They didn't have the farm hands. <laughs> that yeah. sucks. So what, I'm I'm on the half acre scale. So the animal, the f- Google it for me real quick, because I don't want you to pass out on me. What's what's the human population? What's the human population right now on this planet? It's
4: like it's almost eight billion.
3: So it's eight billion miles you gotta feed, right? Right. I don't need Google for that. Okay. <laughs> all right bitch i am google (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry
1: Um,
2: kind of but yeah i mean so you think about the and i think this is probably what led you into the style of farming you do Mm -hmm. and you can talk about that but like scientists came up with ways to mass produce crops so that for this very reason it's turned into corporations now and, and bottom lines and stocks and stuff like that but you know, statistics and numbers and graphs and charts and things like that. Mm-hmm.
3: Efficiency, efficiency, maximization. <laughs> I mean, tax
1: reform. I, I, uh, it's, it's tough because people look at industrial agriculture and think like, that's bad. Dude. We and it's, feed and ourselves it's amazing. It. Industrial agriculture is crazy.
3: Right. What, um, what percentage of the food source do you think they produce? We like,
1: do you know it? I, I and you know, I think it's high. I think like like eighty five. I think yeah, easily. Depending, I mean, someone in like my shoes who like I from on your
3: footprint, how many miles can you feed? What would you th- Would you say?
1: That's a loaded question. Because um, I grew
3: I grew potatoes for the first time this summer. Yep. Right, and they take about ninety days to finish. Haters. Mm-hmm. Potatoes precious, and you get like you get like five potatoes per plant.
1: Right? Yeah, pound and a half. Two pounds is a great, great yield. And so
3: I'm saying to myself, like, how the fuck did people feed themselves when they got to wait ninety days for these tubers to finish? And like, the only answer I could come up with is they must have had massive, massive fields of them planted. They must have needed people working them. Burritos. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But
4: Chips. you guys think those are probably made from corn and shit, anyways, too. So. No,
3: corn, corn's another one, dude. If you ever go out west and see the cornfields in the west, it is crazy. Like it's I've amazing. been, to, I've been to Iowa one time, and like I was in a car, and I just like it was like being in the ocean where you look all around and all you see is ocean, except all I saw was corn. corn yep. Yeah, and crosses. All I could think was how many, how many <laughs> weed, how many weed patches are hidden in this corn, right. and how many dead bodies are out here, and like. How many teenagers snuck off and got laid in that corn? You know, mm-hmm. like,
4: well, how many raves doing Molly? Oh, totally.
3: totally. And uh, what are they? What are those things called? Uh, the crop they, circles. Yeah, crop circles. Oh, don't yeah. leave that.
4: Out. Oh, don't leave that out. You're right. <laughs> don't leave hey, leave can't aliens leaving that.
3: imprints. What'd you do if you just showed up at your farm one day and all your microgreens had like a geometric, super, <laughs> super fucking <laughs> complex geometric shape stamped into them in various method, like angles? Would you just? Would you just be like? people call police. <laughs>
1: I would I would assume pest. It would be a pest and I would take a, an agricultural approach.
3: You'd be you would solving the problem. You wouldn't be like this this amazing geometric design <laughs> no, is I'd too be pissed. unnatural. No, because
1: I'm like I rely on the micro
3: basil for income, you know? Yeah, you need it.
1: Um back to your previous question. I didn't last year I grew probably close to twenty thousand pounds of food on a half an acre.
3: 20,000 pounds of consumable food. Yeah. I was about to say, how do you even grow enough on, a, on an acre like that to make it work? Well, because what he's talking about with wow. the with the microgreens is... and So this year is a big business. I don't know if it... That's a lot. I don't know if this year impacted you at all negatively or positively because there was like a little bit of a food shortage at the beginning. Right. I had a lot of people but a, reaching out. Oh Yeah. A lot of people started growing their own crops at mm-hmm. home, which is like if you're... Like you sell...
5: 18 plus.
3: So first of all, let's just do a plug. You got horn horn family farms. Let's start with that. They're on, they're on, listen, I'm not a professional. (laughs) This is like my 13th podcast. Okay. And you're good at it. You already kept me on track. Thanks. um, There you go. Um, um, But, but the question where I was going is, is that horn family farms, you have a website, you have some corporate accounts that you handle, but mm. people buy what's known as a a CSA stands for what? um
1: geez i almost forgot uh like, <laughs> community supported agriculture is is the
3: is i thought it was crop sharing agreement so see that <laughs> yeah i have I no fucking too. clue what's going
2: on you did too i did i didn't know if it, i didn't know it was crop sharing something for me i
3: like
1: that i think it's probably a little too corporate yeah, probably sure. It's saying
2: like dustin crops kid i know
3: i like yours better what's the real thing um, called
1: community community supported agriculture it sounds a bit more I'm into that loving. It sounds
3: like you're part of the team when you're buying it you're like yeah I'm my family's doing our part to support community agriculture exactly and it's part of
1: it and like Sean's actually a member so we can talk I am a member um
2: and there there's you know obviously things are grown seasonally so you know, from the start which starts in June mm-hmm through mid-october yep um, you get a a large variation of different uh vegetables and it's actually very impressive some things that you know when you when you taste something that is that you buy the same exact thing in the grocery store and then the same thing at a local farm like like corn family farms the taste it's
3: a different product Mm -hmm. yeah small which is wild crap small batch craftsmanship
1: Sometimes I start in the winter time when it's the dark days in the winter, I don't think it's it's such a big difference, and then in the springtime comes around, I eat the first whatever right, and it is it's mind blowing every time right like I just ate turnips that six to twelve with these turnips,
2: yeah. Six to, six to twelve. What? Six to twelve. What? He's talking about a
3: boner.
1: That's how good. That's how good these things were.
2: Pump,
3: it, baby, up, pump time it up. Pump it up. Timeout. Yeah. Dan and I aren't familiar with your scoring system. What are the what's saying, A six to like at a at clock Six six o'clock.
1: Ah. Then,
3: oh, so, you're ta- you're saying straight up and down like six o'clock. Yeah. Six to twelve. Oh, so that's what the From kids. I'm more like ten thirty. From turn Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm more like
3: ten thirty. I'm about I'm about ten thirty. Yeah. 45. Forty-five,
4: maybe six to yeah. 10
3: 40. Yeah. It's 11 o'clock. But you know, yeah, we're not definitely yeah. not midnight. We're not young right. men anymore. No.
4: no, this kid's got no.
3: pep in his step still. He's gonna be gray hair, or nothing. He's got a <laughs> noon boner, little yeah. fucker
1: <laughs> from turn, from turnips.
3: From turnips. Yeah. So you you confuse me because at first I got excited. Like, wait a second, you mean that turnips give you amazing? Like they they get they. Physiologically, give you an erection. Of That's some what he. Oh, ta-
2: <laughs> oh yeah, you're saying
3: you gotta. We gotta eat turnips. I'm asking if. Are we gonna what, talk about fucking? Vegetables? I'm ask, No. <laughs> what I'm saying yes. is, what I'm asking is, is if there's some sort of natural boner-inducing chemical inside turnips, right? And that he ate his own turnips <laughs> recently. It was like, Sean, I'm telling you, it's my, like my dick was hard as a rock. <laughs> Or if he's saying he got excited about them, and unfortunately, them I think it's yeah, I think yeah. it's the latter.
4: What is that a root vegetable? Yeah, turnip root, tuber, root vegetable.
3: Right? Yeah, I grow. It's a it has
1: a um a tap root, so you yeah. can't really transplant them. You have to direct seed them into the ground. Literally, mm. the, just putting seeds directly in. Pain in the ass. Um, pain in the ass. I have a one little seeder, but I do almost everything by hand. Um, but. Um, the turnips, man. I can't tell. ride turnips, everybody.
3: Ooh. Hakari turnips. If you turnips. want some, you could go on hornfamilyfarms.com. Is that what? It-
1: yeah, I have a website, hornfamilyfarms.com. I'm mostly. I'm Why more aren't you on a, Instagram.
3: I, you guys should be a .org. Probably. <laughs> yeah, it sounds more like farmable. But yeah, so you go on. You can sign up for a CSA and get yourself some boner-inducing turnips. Yeah, Hawker eye turnips Hawker are, eye turnips That's the plug Our life changing Tell people that they give boners And the placebo effect Will hopefully occur You know Turnip, I've heard Turnips you know.
1: i heard Good things about beets And sort of the Helping with erectile Eaters. Really? Four I'm hour
4: sure. boners
1: <laughs>
3: From beets You said something About a four hour boner On, on one of our yeah, first I podcasts I was listening I'm to this a healthy young week man And then it's not Comfortable at all
4: What do you mean Wait No it's not After a certain amount of time no. Yeah
3: when we had, When we were young men we got our hands on Viagra when it first came out. Okay. I mean, we were like 19. It just just hit the streets. Like, like 0.01 milligram would have given us a, like a boner. Right. And one of our buddies didn't listen. And he, I, I think they were in Florida or something. I don't know the story, but, uh, he went there. I think they were in Disney world, something. I don't know. They took some fucking Viagra dude took like a half or a whole thing. Right out of the fucking playbook. Had a boner. It wouldn't go away. Had to go to the hospital because it was, like, throbbing and turning, like, bad colors and, like... Yeah, flick your nuts. That's the secret?
4: That's... Flick your nuts, yeah.
3: <laughs> you know everything about this. Some some things that... No, that's... Yeah. No. That's supposed to be my department. You just showed me up. I don't even know about yeah, the flicking. flicking the nuts.
2: point... I think the point is that naturally grown products or a mixture of them can help
3: with, with boners. Absolutely. And that's... Absolutely. It was definitely healthier for you, dude, because I'll tell you right now, like, uh, it is impossible to grow crops on a mass scale without using pesticides and shit like that. It's mm-hmm. fucking brutal. Like, there's no way to do it without it. So, that yeah. stuff's definitely in our food supply. So, mm-hmm. what, w- w- when did it happen? Like, you were uh, going to school. Yep. Your brother and you, you got this older brother who, by the way, let's call him out on the air right now. This was, this was like a, so I was afraid of this, this was like a 15% gypsy switch getting you on the show and like 85% like I earnestly like you and wanted you to be on here. like. But 15% is that apparently, fact check me on this if I'm wrong, your bro hasn't listened to the podcast once. and oh, no. What? It, yeah. Now, it's oh, nuts no. because he's friends or friends-ish with all three of us, right? Right. And so if like one of right us, now. if one of us had a podcast, I'd say like, oh yeah, big fucking deal. But the three of us having it together, even Wouldn't just you me, me and this guy, listen to it once. Listen to it once? Now I've got you on here. He has to. If he doesn't. This is the...
2: if He'll he listen to this one.
3: If he doesn't listen now. See, John, 15% gypsy switch. There's always it. a Romanian switch. Get I, I heard about your venture. Like,
4: wh- you've been doing it for a long time, right? Over 10 years?
1: Um, I started, Maybe. you know, it, I guess it sort of started the origin story. I was probably around 18, 19. Both my parents had some pretty significant, one had a heart attack, one had a stroke in a short amount of time. And I was, I was looking in the fridge and just thinking about, you know, what am, what am I doing at 19, even though like, you know, you're a... F- fresh young chicken at oh, that so age. Oh, you
3: had a you had a freak out. I had a little own, freak out about your own health.
1: About my own health and like um You're
3: built like a brick shit house right now, which is like what my dad's generation used to say right. when someone's like jack. Yeah. Yeah. Guys built like a brick shit house. <laughs> like huh. that means a lot. <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> He's a fucking farmer,
1: man. All yeah. those guys are. Yeah. Of, it's man strength. A lot of physical right. work, man. A lot of, I I mean I I have all hand tools, so I'm I'm digging with shovels with right. It's very simple. My setup is like archaic in a lot of ways and um simplicity it's good simplicity is, is very key on, on especially on the small acreage and it's all very very tight it's a half acre so pretty much 12 inches of walking space in between every row and minimal, every crop minimal minimal
3: and uh just- you not know what that means like there's 12 inches you got to squeeze your body in and like work and bend over and it's exactly. like you got to hold yourself you're like contort yourself in these squatty positions and you're a back and everything gets like sore and people I, I
1: don't think I even appreciate it enough. I've had people like um my friend Carson was a professional basketball player. The kid Sounds is, like it, Carson. Right. He has to be. Seven footer. He he
3: did a he did a job with me planting Carson. lettuce. Carson Bigelow, no, number five on the offense. I'd be president in the United Actually States. they don't have offense uh, defense. All. They play both. Oh, yeah. My bad.
1: My bad. But you all know we, we we planted lettuce for like three hours and he was, he was beat. His hamstrings were destroyed and that's just what it takes. And I, you have to really take the time to build your, build your body to get used to that. And by the winter time I'm, I'm cooked. I can't, but let's
3: let's go back to your origin story. Yes. Um, you have have a health freak out, health freak out. What turns it into, I'm going to do this for a living.
1: I start going to farmer's markets. (laughs) That's right. And I meet mill city grows to, two women started Mill City Grows they were starting it right around the time I was having these sort of existential and health crises and I started volunteering with them
3: I wanted to teach cannabis grow classes through them I tried reaching out to them before but they didn't want anything to do with it for some reason right yeah that makes maybe sense. now maybe, maybe maybe now they'd open their eyes up to the wonders of what could happen with that but anyway go ahead
1: um and I started volunteering with them and I believe like one of the first things I did was like built a built a school garden.
3: And they do a lot of that.
1: They do a lot. Of, I think they have like 15 maybe even 16 school gardens now, like four or five raised
3: beds in the in the <laughs> in the guy what's Sorry, right? I'm thinking of my kid went to school and they they had one at her school and I, I don't know if Mills City did it but someone did it. Yeah. So her teachers got some plants in there and it And Akira goes to her, Are those clones? And the lady looked at her like she has no idea what she's talking about. And the lady's like, What? What do you mean? And Akira's like, You know, the plants are they clones? And the lady's like, I don't understand. And Akira's like, well, you slice a plant at a 45 degree <laughs> angle to expose maximum surface issue, uh, tissue on the cambium layer of the plant and you, then you provide it with good humidity and heat and it will root into clones that are genetically, you know, the same as the next one. And the lady's like, how do you know all that stuff? Well, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> My dad taught me how to cut clones when I was like four.
1: Is she is she into it though? Or does she like to garden with you? And
3: mm, She's into like, right now, she's into uh, being a badass, so she wants to like kick ass at volleyball. And okay, today she pouted all the way home about the loss that they suffered in, in Boston from some like jacked team, and you know she's like depressed at the rate at which she's progressing in sports. And I'm like, dude, it takes a lifetime to really learn a sport and get better at it, you know. And like, uh, a big reason it was she, she shoots guns, too. does stuff. Oh, but yeah, she, she's bad. you know she well, okay, so she's growing she wants me to grow her like she eats a lot of greens Mm -hmm. so her diet is heavy like we just went grocery shopping and tons of fucking greens i'm like dude i'm growing kale right now at the house because i was like dude we're gonna just grow our own kale year-round in the kitchen and never have to worry about it you know
1: well that's the other big part of it for me once i kind of had the the jump start into doing it and then i started to see like the economics of it in play like the microeconomics in terms of like my personal what i'm eating and when a big percentage of it is coming from the stuff you're growing, you're not only saving money, but eating the best, freshest, possible stuff you're around. you
3: growing money on trees, in a sense. It's, yeah.
4: There's also got to be some sort of, like, fulfilling thing about just creating things in general. Like, whatever you do. But mm. like you're yep. a creator. You're feeding, you're creating. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, I don't know. I think hunters feel that, too, sometimes when they, like, respect the animals. And they yep. and they take every part of it. and
3: Oh, for sure. I, you know. Hunting has got to be, like... I've never, I've never, I've killed mice and it was like because they were inconvenient to me and they were in my home and I had to get rid of them and I felt terrible about it. I was mm-hmm. like, God, i like, I know the bacteria are going to eat these and that nothing ever goes to waste. And like, I know about the law of conservation of energy and mass. I was like, but I just feel like I snuffed this little thing's life out for no reason, you know, but well, hunting is, uh, you know, you're eating it and stuff. But yeah,
1: my biggest thing, uh, groundhogs obviously are a big pest and I have to kill those. And you those do? I, I do kill them. Yep.
3: How do you do it with I, gas? I
1: drown them usually.
3: What do you mean?
1: He he traps them. I trap them, and I drop yeah. the trap in in water. That's horrible.
3: Can I be there for that? <laughs> <laughs> what? You drown these little furry. I've heard of that before. Creatures With skunks.
1: I've I've heard. You know, it's a, drowning. I, I don't think it's a bad way to go out though. I think they die peacefully. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm
4: panicking uh, the
0: fuck out.
3: I really
4: out. want to be there for that one. Why don't you just? Fucking, I'll do it.
3: Why don't you just fucking shoot him in the head with a twenty two or something? I don't. I don't have a gun.
1: It's I farm a pellet rifle, dude. I know. D- what if that doesn't do? It what though? about a shovel? Something. This
3: is. I don't about
4: Get a spiked spear and just stab him in the head.
3: <laughs> Listen, farmers have been fighting pests forever. I exactly. Guess. Yeah. It's, it's, it goes. The through. first time
2: you did it, though, you challenged it to a one on one fight to the death, right? And you got so scratched up, if uh, I remember. That's only fair. <laughs>
3: You did. You fought he
2: got so there. scratched up, and the
1: and the thing ran away. I had end. deep gouges.
4: What if he sees? What if he sees his shadow? Do you let
1: him go? Yeah, yeah. It's six more weeks of farming season. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, you, yeah, dr- if you torture him for six weeks, then you drown him. Um, it is not a good feeling, obviously, but it's amazing how much destruction they can do. Destroy because they hundreds. they go through their root the roots. Yeah, they rip That's it up. Fat rats. They and they're they're nasty, yeah. What's they the alter- you? what's the
3: alternative? You plant a mesh fence underneath four feet down, all around your crop, right? And not, so that they can't get through it.
4: Wait, do they like dig holes to get to it? Yeah, They'll, yeah, they'll prop
3: up. They'll um. They'll come out of
1: nowhere, and you'll see this huge gopher hole. I've like almost snapped an ankle. From, Gophers like, from just walking through. it. Just walking it. through it, and it's so deep, and they well, they just burrow
3: then let me add that to the list of why you need to convert my backyard into an urban farm because this is something I've been on you for, for a while. And I get that you're busy, but Mm -hmm. just the reality is, is you have to do it. (laughs) We, we, we have the resources, we have the gumption, we have the know-how you could, you and I together, could build an oasis back there we could feed people with it we could give it to the homeless Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we could do a gimmick about like half to the homeless half to the regular right like pay you know hey buy a csa from us yeah um well the if they're on heroin, they tell you they yeah, want. Yeah,
1: what are they going to do with veggies? <laughs> when when I was with Mill City Groves, they had the little urban farm right next to the transitional living That's center, right. and we would bring we would bring food into their kitchen, and they were very appreciative. They the cooks and everyone there really that was a cool little connection because it was an urban farm, like literally in probably one of the tougher tougher areas. In, in well, there. I believe in doing good good works. Pay it forward, actually. Y- yes, easier.
2: thank you. That's how you want to live your life. Yes. Well.
5: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Karma. It's karma. Uh,
3: no, man. I just believe in, like, trying to help out people and do nice things for people if you can. Like, that's what that's what makes life, you know, and, more tolerable. And it's big in,
1: in agriculture. Anyone who's just a gardener or grower, yeah. like, these, there are always people who want to share knowledge, and like, just do good things. Like, give you ex- their extra whatever plants if they have extra veggies. It's like really ingrained in that community and that idea.
3: I gave a homeless guy a joint this week when I drove by there you him. Go. That was kind of like what you were doing, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very similar. It's similar. <laughs> it's,
2: similar. <laughs> it's similar So, what was it like when you first started? Like, what? How was? What was it leading up to you? Like, oh, I'm starting my own thing.
1: Um. When I went. Uh, away for a year to this place called the farm school.
3: I remember I was jealous as fuck, but happy for you. I appreciate I used to text it. Text you all the time.
1: They have a farm school. That's it was cool. it was a farm school. Yeah, where'd where you go? It's in Mass, right? It's in Athol, Massachusetts. Um, it was a it's a year long program for they have an adult learn to farm program. But so did was, you live there? I lived there for a year. Yeah, badass. And it was pretty crazy. I would I would work at the old court on the weekends. I was a bartender there. And I would work there Friday, looking Saturday good. nights. <laughs> i, I like,
3: what? A, I don't know what your numbers were before you got married, but God, if I was sitting there looking like you back there, I would have racked up 200. I broke, uh, I broke some hearts, you know. I'm sure you did.
1: Um, but I would uh, bartend on the weekends. Monday morning, wake up at 4 a.m., drive to the farm school, stay there from Monday through Friday. And, yeah, we had a whole curriculum of of animal husbandry, which was a big um, sell for me because I had never worked with animals before. And I kind of figured I didn't want to do that forever, but I wanted the experience. And that was m- mind-blowing. We visited a, um, a slaughterhouse, and we saw a natural oh, process dude. happen. I was
3: talking to my kid about that this week, so mm-hmm. I'm so glad you brought it up. But, like, uh, me, we're driving this week, and I'm talking to her about, like, what kind of – I'm like – what kind of a sick fuck do you have to be to work at a slaughterhouse yep. where like That's these the animals these animals yeah, you got feed your family no but dude like right now I think what happen. I don't you tell me mm-hmm. but like we were talking about how many miles we got to feed, how many pounds of chicken, how many pounds of meat. Now yep. after this, I do want to talk a little bit about how like the meat industry is impacting the globe and all this other stuff, like mm-hmm. in terms of like uh, environmental impact. Sure, But um, cause I don't, for some reason people don't connect the two, but um, you know, slaughterhouse back in the day, It's an efficient means of processing large amounts of meat into packageable items that people could distribute and eat before it went bad. Mm -hmm. But before they had like modern machinery, like I'm sure now the cows get let in some sort of like car washer machine, like slowly soothes them comes around their neck. I think then, no, I think boom. they hit them with a bolt in the head. No, they do, but I'm saying I don't think a person operates the pneumatic hand pistol anymore. I think it's a machine that does it, but it could be that it's operated by a human. And at this one it was operated by a human. Okay. So there's a person at this place and presumably eight hours a day, fifty hour forty hours a week, what this person does is they hold this gun to an, a living or they organism. Put his
4: throat for
1: kosher. Well,
3: well they well yeah. They hold kosher. you know they basically snuff out this thing's life and that's it. I mean that's that's a that's got to do something to somebody.
1: So it was in here's the thing. I I think I had a, a stereotype too of like how could you ever do that job? And what I learned from the guy who ran the place, he spoke so highly of how caring the staff is and most of them are our professional hunters or like our big animal lovers, which is would go against probably what what most people think of someone who's you know, literally have a prod that shoots into the cow's brain it's
2: not not a a pneumatic it's like a pneumatic i think in some places they are but i'm sure they are
1: yeah but this place the crew was amazing and to see a cow come in and be completely broken down in less than three and a half minutes or something like that like cool
3: hand or machine all by hand so a day. couple of guys come in, slice, dice, boom, skin it, rip it, cut it. They know all the right spots.
1: Exactly what you said. They kind of, the cow gets leaned, leaned in and then... Yeah, give us the play-by-play. Yeah, we will. So the first one we see, a cow starts freaking out and it somehow in this really, it's a really tight, narrow area and the cow does a 180 wow. in, in it, in the, and it's facing the wrong way, obviously. And this guy had this trick. You would think like, what do you do? You know, you would probably have to wrestle the thing to get it into place. This guy grabbed the cow's ear ever so gently. And like, soothed the cow, and the cow just very slowly got back into place. Wow. So, that was amazing to see. Like, they had, they had a technique, they don't so just they soothe the animal slip into it.
3: a false sense of, like, oh, I love you, everything's okay. Yeah, come in this room, and I'm gonna nail you in the head with a I'm gonna put your brain, <laughs> your daylights are gonna go out. You because
1: immediately, right when the cow turned around, bang, and it's down on the ground, and they, they hook it up.
3: It goes, you know, I don't know. So it's a, it's a spike what like six inch spike shoots into their brain stem and just yeah. lights out. Or it's like an air gun, isn't I it? I guess
1: in no country yeah. for old men, yeah. that was, that's, that's pretty much the exact thing. Um, and immediately it gets put up in the air and they bleed slice it. the head off and like, yeah, they let it bleed up, but the head, the head is off so quickly and the guy is just honing a knife. Whoosh, 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 the whole time while this process is happening and then the cow gets flipped up and it's
3: like so quick like a they samurai they must
4: they must hone those knives to, like perfect edges right yeah I mean, like they got to be super sharp. The, so anim- sharp the
3: animal's been shaving his face with an old school razor and he I was got, nice. like a straight edge he and, was like, I've talking been about learning it. about honing t- i was just talking about it today <laughs> so I'll, like
4: honing a straight edge is like super delicate like perfect process like mm-hmm. and you got to
1: stroke it like to
3: keep the blade aligned
1: and so so, how
3: many dudes are doing or people are doing this?
1: This was probably it's a pretty big um, warehouse type, and there was probably thirty people in there that was like actively moving one animal at a
3: time. But all right, so it's thirty humans. Yeah, this guy's grabbing the skin, throwing it away, bringing it to this pile. This guy's mopping up the blood. Jesus. A lot of blood. It, it is in there. You know, it's
1: slippery. It's dangerous. Um, there's people walking around with humongous knives. That this are is so for sharp. the. This is for the. Uh, um don't
2: fucking
1: sorry we all got action shot (laughs) oh sorry all right Um, hang on but they would they would process um cows and that's all we we, that's all we saw and uh but they also did goats and sheep and the crazy one of the crazy kind of weird things about this is when we were away at the farm school like where the cows uh were grazing um, you could see the slaughterhouse like perfectly. They were like looking at their demise. No like, idea. Yeah, it's you know, I had brought a lot of people up to the farm school. It's a very open community there. They don't they don't have the learn the farm program anymore, um, but they have like kids classes where kids from the like the Boston area will take field trips up to the farm. Um, so was, see what
3: it's like outside the city.
1: Yeah, and it is a whole other world up there. I had never been to Athol before, and the farm school's on a ridge, and it's. Uh, pretty high up and then it's they have like 400 acres and when we were there we were farming 12 acres for vegetables and then the animals are on like 100 other acres and then the rest was forest
3: so the so the problem with uh the problem with the meat industry i guess i was at I've been told by several people I haven't really, like, looked it up. I I obviously don't own any instrumentation to take gaseous readings in the atmosphere. But basically, humans have been breeding livestock for, let's say, the last, I don't know, 100, 150 years on a really massive scale Mm -hmm. compared to, let's say, all of human history prior to that, right? Yeah. So you've got these huge places of chickens and these huge slaughterhouses and cows and blah blah blah, and we're trying to just feed everybody, feed everybody, feed everybody. We're trying to keep it cheap, right? Like I went to the grocery store today, and the guy's like, "Hey, seven ninety nine a pound special on steak tips," and like eight bucks, I just get a pound of meat. I don't have to fucking do anything for it. You just, that, That's it. I got right? awesome steak tips the other day too. So you don't have to do shit. You just show up, you buy them. Someone's marinated them and all these things. Right. It's like, what a time to be alive. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm
1: glad you brought this up because I think a lot of the things that I think about are um there's so many amazing things happening around us constantly. Like these amazing miracles of life that we have running water, yep, food anytime right. we need it. You don't pay attention until um, it goes out. Exactly. And it is it's frightening to think of how like fragile it can be. Um but it's also there's I think we can work with these with these amazing things that we've created, look at take pieces from industrial agriculture and now let's apply them to more like
3: small scale production stuff that, that I'm doing. Yeah. You want to run uh, a small scale place efficiently. You want to take the rules that they've applied to make it like lean and green and awesome. Exactly. But you also want to keep, you know, small batch, keep a sharp eye on it, you know, Mm -hmm. extra TLC basically.
1: Yeah. And it's much more productive in so many ways when you're working on the small scale with like, Potential, like, interesting things you can do
3: water retention. Um, just, yeah, overall. And they then, do uh, prison work. With, you know more about social issues than I do. They must have gardens at prisons now and let the prisoners grow their own food. I'm sure. They, I don't they know don't, of any local. Because it's very therapeutic work. They do. They uh, We. Um, that's a nice work, right? When you're out on a nice day, not mm-hmm. talking like the shitty parts of it, but when you're out there on a nice day and it's cool breeze and it's not too hot, not too cold, and you're working with the earth, mm-hmm. you're working with the plants, you're in harmony with the environment, right? That's a way better feeling than like dialing numbers in an office cube trying to get someone to buy stocks from you, you know what I mean? Right. So you can fuck them over and steal their <laughs> shit, you know? Uh, I don't know any of their names, but there are a few
1: nonprofit organizations that have like gardens and prisons. Right. and. Obviously, I think it's really hard arena to work in because everything that comes into the prison has to be double checked. And so they can't really have many tools, um, even like building materials and stuff mm. to get in. Um, but they do exist. So kudos to the people who are, are doing that work.
3: Because Bullshit. They could just have yeah. a check in, check out when they go in. Yeah,
2: but if you bring a shovel or um, yeah. any sort of sharp object. You have, to return, object, it. You have to and- return it one of one of one prisoner
3: hits another one in the skull with it and well, cracks his problem. face open.
4: well you gotta earn your time yeah to guard him. Gonna,
3: you can't just be a fucking yeah they're not gonna put like violent people yeah. like me out there right away they're gonna put somebody that can i ask
4: a question this please, is a random question please do
3: um ask him how he poops you, when he's farming because that's I'm uh, what ask him if, what he does with his poop when he's farming oh, I, I
4: had that in my head <laughs> already but i want to change it up a little bit now do you find weird shit in the ground because you're digging all the time like do you ever find anything
1: weird, like arrowheads, uh,
4: arrowheads, things like that? I haven't. Human hands I, have, I have
1: heard that um, at the place I'm at is in Londonderry, where I grow. It was an old horse farm, and I was yeah. told the horses are buried somewhere. So I'm waiting. Oh for the, cool! I'm somewhere. waiting for the day to. They don't know. They don't. I guess they don't know, and I don't know how many there there are buried there, but I think.
3: But it, that might be helping. I'm just saying helping. you're
4: digging and stuff, so like you figure you gotta find shit.
3: When they unearth mass graves, places on archaeological digs is fucked up. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've unearthed some big
4: ones. That means somebody's just throwing bodies into a hole, like chucking them in.
3: I imagine like I imagine like something. imagine like three thousand years from now, there's like some some sort of event where like history gets lost and people then rebuild and they go to like germany and they dig up like a mass grave from the fucking um holocaust and they they put it all together and they're like oh these people were massively just buried together they must have been part of a church and they were all part of this thing (laughs) you know like they have no idea they're just trying to extrapolate something right yeah history's nuts
2: but um let me ask one question too since we're kind of popcorning here um Oh, and anyone can, a, anyone can answer this. What are your thoughts on cow farts? Because I hear they're I
1: hear it's a big problem. They're, they're that's, what great. We,
3: that's what we were talking
1: about. Yeah, I think, I think some of the data and the statistics are like grossly <laughs> yeah. like over the top because now it's like now it's a trending thing. Rates, Do you know what we're talking bullets. about, the animal?
4: Yeah, I like to, I like to back up <laughs> cow farts and bring them home for later.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> guess what? You don't have to. The, I just the, I just sip on them. The earth, in my earth, the earth's atmosphere is doing it for you. Oh. You don't have to. Yeah, so, but they're not as so concentrated as the farts I collect. What what we were saying <laughs> earlier was that like for like the la- definitely the last hundred years humans have been farming on like fucking huge scales, right? And so these animals like cows and pigs and things like that that maybe wouldn't run as abundant in the wild as they do when we're giving them you know. Unchecked, unchallenged farmland for them to go on. Mm-hmm. They basically are shitting and farting so much methane out of their backpipes that it's accumulating in the atmosphere at, at a level that's like unacceptable to whoever's in charge of monitoring the. what yeah, acceptability levels? What happened when like, levels of what would
4: happen when like buffalo roamed like the states like where they like fields and fields of buffalo? They were probably pooping, and farting too.
3: Yeah, I asked. I asked that same thing. Sense. I asked that same thing, and because you, you hear about these herds that were what about in like dinosaurs. Yeah, I don't know. All I'm telling you is supposedly we make more long-term like a cow- more cows now than they were back then.
4: Maybe they eat too.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's a big part of their their diets diet as well. So, um That's their true. diet. That's- and
2: it's
4: also in
2: like it's it's working in <laughs> in partnership with all the other stuff that's uh
1: being put out into the atmosphere yeah exactly with industry and, and i think obviously it's a problem and i th- yeah. there's obviously tons of other issues with like huge lots of animals together right. i mean like you said the the amount of waste like uh, want we had i don't know 20 pigs at the farm school, and they would take down acres, acres of land. So nothing. There would be nothing they, left. They eat it all? Eat everything and trample. They're, they get so big so quickly. They will – we had a huge feed feeder, and they, will, they, were, they would nip at your ankles while you were, like, feeding, like, putting the feed in. Like, they're, they're wild. They'll, they'll, yeah. they'll, eat, they'll eat you very quickly.
3: I want to hunt a wild boar in, yeah. <laughs> the, in the, like, in the bush with, like, a spear one-on-one that's like on my goal that's on my bucket list um but the other problem with the livestock is it is it's on my bucket list assholes uh Um, he took on a gopher so just be careful (laughs) there fucking hey
2: slice you up real good
3: the other thing with the the animals this is my understanding is that the feed that we are producing to feed them is depleting our like basically our fertilizer right yeah well we've
1: most of the farmland is dedicated to feeding animals, you know. So the corn and, and soy just became a big part—the full diet of of these industrial animals. And soy watching, farms
3: are bad for the rainforest right now. Yeah, they're knocking People down. People are ripping them down and just mm-hmm. building soy farms. Yep, I didn't hear that. See, you're you know new stuff. You're, I know stuff that's relevant to agriculture, <laughs> science, the planet, stuff like that. I'm not, you know, I couldn't tell you if you named you know, 10 people that were like high up in the government right now, like other than the president and the vice president, like secretary of the state, no idea. Uh, Senator from anywhere. No idea. No idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, any of it just, it's all just, I don't know if I know either nonsense but. as far as I'm concerned.
1: I don't think we should uh, test each other out here either. And no, yeah. Embarrass, embarrass each other. I'm
3: <laughs> just telling you, I know, I don't know him period. Yeah. But I, I do know, either. I do know that stuff. Um,
1: There's a great book called Defending Beef, which I want to plug because I think we get it's obviously this this has been the trajectory. Every time I start talking about farming, it always people ask about animals and and the environment, which is justified because it's a big topic. And
3: it's a known issue.
1: It's a very big issue. And um, Defending Beef...
3: Is it was, a real? Is it a real thing, or do you think these like people made it up to try to get us to not eat animals, like veggies? Well, nah. it just
1: it's it's funny to me how it's like you you start to maybe watch something like Food Inc. or read about these th- statistics on these animals, and you're like, okay, no animals—that's the answer. Like, don't eat any animal, and that's 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 just jump. That's going to the complete opposite end, where <sighs> like no it sense. needs to be way more creative and clearly. We need animals. They do amazing things. And when you can have an integrated system of animals
3: and, oh, and dude, farming like chickens, shit is so good for your crops. It's exactly. Like, and they, I, I am going to be a beekeeper officially in like a week. Congratulations. That's and huge. you got to watch out for these, uh, you got to watch out for these hive beetles. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they lay their eggs in the dirt underground under the hive. And then they all just, the babies just grow up and go, mm, where should I go? Right up in this hive. Uh, but chickens love to eat them. And so people that are beekeepers like to keep chickens cause they eat ticks and they eat, uh, they eat a shit ton of ticks. They just go nuts.
0: Mm, 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 mm. They yep. just run
3: around your yard and eat ticks.
1: That's cool.
3: Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, they. A lot they of do ticks A lot out there. In the world. I hate there, ticks. there are. I had a few ticks on me like, yesterday. People yeah. keep bat boxes too in Alaska and stuff, and mm. other places where there's mosquitoes all over the fucking place. Just get like, you should do that, Daniel. You'd love that. You get like cool. 20 bat boxes all around oh, your house. Bats. And so they they just live One. there and they swarm. They swarm every night around your house and decimate the mosquito local talking, mosquito population. I
4: was talking about bats last night. I told my wife that I want to look around the house and see if. I can find one during the day to keep as a pet. I, I already have a pet ball constrictor.
2: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
5: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. What do you think? you think? That would be cool. You think humans are going to blow up
3: the planet, destroy the planet? You think we're going to make it better? What's, what's What are your thoughts on that stuff? I
1: I think I have a – I like to think humanity is doing doing good. Do, we do more good than than harm. Obviously, I think
3: we're going in the right direction. I think we
1: are – there's a lot of hard workers out there doing, like, amazing work. So I I like to I try to focus in on that. A
3: lot of bad stuff comes – a lot of good stuff comes out of bad shit, too. It's a uh, – Uh, And I'm exactly this is relevant to you, but you remember, I don't know if you even know about it, but uh, before World War II, this is probably even maybe like World War One, I want to say it's definitely World War One. Uh, there was a big problem going on in the there was like a global nitrogen shortage, Mm -hmm. and scientists were blowing all these fucking whistles, and they were like, Hey, listen. There's no more uh, ammonia nitrate and it's the only way we have to fertilize our fields and we're never going to be able – we calculate in 20 years the human population is going to run out of food, right? Mm -hmm. And so everybody's like freaked out and everyone's like, oh, I guess, you know, maybe that's why I was the roaring 20s. Everyone thought they only (laughs) like, fuck it. We're running out of food in 10 years. Let's fuck, you know. Let's get drunk. They were doing tons of blow in the 20s, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken i don't know i think it was um booze a lot of booze well yeah prohibition prohibition whatever. but then this nazi guy before he was a nazi okay this is a i forget his name but he was one of the higher ranking nazi guys he's the guy who invented mustard gas okay this guy sicko yeah well guess what prior to inventing mustard gas uh uh-huh. he came up with he said to everyone hey hello the Earth's he's like, at- hello, everyone. I have an invention uh, to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, uh, Vondava. <laughs> Look at this. Vand- I am become death, uh, destroyer of worlds. Vondava. <laughs> yeah, but before, he's like, hey, everyone, guess what? The Earth's atmosphere is huge nitrogen. All we got to do is pull it out of the air somehow. And yep. he figured out the chemical process to just pull nitrogen out of the air, bond it to something, and make it use as fertilizer. All of a sudden, human food, human global food shortage problem solved. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that that's just how it goes? Like, I mean, and that's how it is. I think necessity is the mother of invention, right? So, right now, everyone's freaking the fuck out, and they're like, "No meat, don't eat meat, it's bad." It's, it's but like, they're gonna figure out a way to pull that methane and turn it into a fuel or something. Yeah, but
4: they think meat's bad because they, it's cruel to animals, too, right? A well, lot think, of people.
3: Yeah, a lot. Of yeah, people, I think that's a
1: big. They
4: don't know shit about the methane.
1: And right there, it's like you can't have an argu- you can't have an argument with, or a debate with that person because no. you can't be like you're wrong. Obviously, <laughs> like, right. like so. When if people have that side of it, when they're like, are vegetarians or vegans, um, okay, great, no, no problem. But when people are like, I watched Food Inc. and now I'm not eating meat, it's like, well. I don't know if
3: that's necessarily the like the, the right thing to do. I, mean, I haven't watched it, but it just basically sounds like taking a dump on the on the food industry. Yeah. Oh just yeah. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your life, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the idea, man. Um that's the point of it. Yeah.
1: And there's there's a ton of documentaries out right now that sort of like do shit on industrial food systems. And again, like if there's any theme to this, it's that Clearly, that system is amazing. We feed eight billion people. Right, like something's working. Something's working. Of course, there's going to be big
3: other uh, variables. Why, why is that, a pound of steak not fifty bucks? Right, you know what I mean. Like that, someone it should to, be like a someone had to grow that cow, fucking rear it, you know, take it to the vet, pay some people to take care of it, pay to feed it, all the bullshit that goes into it, then bring it to some sick place where they chop it all up mm-hmm. like the slaughterhouse. Probably you know?
2: all in one. Like for one the stop major shops. big beef cattle places, it's all one stop. I think. Yeah, they don't bring it just anywhere; probably. they just bring it out. Vertical integration. They call yeah, it, in the business world. Or they just move the cattle because there's all big huge fields. Like if you're driving through the Midwest, similar to the corn, you're seeing f- fucking cattle. That's right. what uh, cowboys were basically.
3: They would yeah. they would rustle cat. They would take the cattle from like Texas and drive them towards like New New York City. And then they'd get them on a slaughterhouse, and everyone in New York would get steaks. Right. right. And the cowboys had a whiskey and a couple of whores, a poke, a bath, a cigar. and then <laughs> Back on the road. Back on the trail, my back man. Back on the trail. That's badass, though.
1: When, Dude, when I was me? at the farm school, we had the sort of herd, the cows we worked with. We had a pretty big beef herd, and um, it was pretty amazing to move them. We, 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 we had them moved on gr- uh, new grass all the time. Um, Why? It, so just basically, so they don't wipe out the grass. Food. Yeah, so they have a, a good food source. Yeah, like so, like a big thing they did at the farm school was taking care of their parcels where the animals were were going to be grazing, so that the the grass and their food source was amazing. So obviously, then the the animals themselves are happy and healthy and were delicious.
3: Have you heard about the? So you know Graham Hancock, you know who he is? Yeah, I just read a, a Supernatural. So he's he's great. I know him from. Um, Ancient aliens. Yeah. But he's been, like... He's been Joe Rogan. Joe, Ro- Joe Rogan basically had, like, every single one of those. He, like, became friends with those dudes. He yeah. was like, hey, man, I'm super popular. I'm in MMA, and I like what you're talking about. Do you want to come on my show? And they were like, uh, yeah. And then Graham they became... Graham Hancock and
4: the geologist he's friends with.
3: Yeah, they yeah. became friends. And so Graham Hancock's writing the book on South America right now, and he's basically saying that, listen, we've been given a complete, sh- uh, like we've been given a complete commercial about like a story about what the history of South America is. And they're saying that that place was completely populated with cities. And that when the, when the Europeans got there, like it literally wiped out everyone on and the, the jungle continent. took it back so, over. Yeah. And the jungle took it so quick right. that, that they don't know what's there. But so these guys are because of the soy farming going on. Right. And because of, um, See, I guess like the rainforest soil is uh, naturally not that uh, fertile, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense and kind of doesn't. Right. You, would, you think of this rich oasis, you right? You say like, so. how many things have died and decomposed there to like, but right. at the same time, there's so many things feeding on everything that they're pulling all the shit out of the ground. Mm-hmm. So they're unearthing these huge fucking cities now. Okay. And, and they're to build these soy farms. They're cutting down all this acreages of land. And they're like, Oh, holy shit. We just discovered a new city. It's fucking enormous. We couldn't, we didn't even know it was there cause it was covered in trees. And, um, they're finding these plots of land that are farmed there with like super living soil with like, um, tons yeah, of, yeah. tons of, uh, it's called like terra. It's like black earth or yeah i I, he was talking
1: about this on the rogan podcast right like uh, this amazing these but yeah
3: but you had to combine like biologicals from like the ocean and kelp and like they've got all they've got it they had it down to a science where they had like this is some of the most rich fertile soil in the world Mm -hmm. and they've discovered it in these like ancient gardens of south america amazing and then now that they're clearing these things and they're doing studies and stuff on the on what's growing where that they think the entire continent was like terraformed into a garden and that like like what you and i would consider like when we look at iowa and we'd be like yep the whole thing was corn they had it they had it figured out that like they had to put a certain type of tree like every so often to get it to pollinate the next one and keep the whole thing going and they had all these other crops that were symbiotic and working together Mm -hmm. and the knowledge of like farming that they possessed in the ancient world was like apparently Really high tech, yeah. And we thought they were just a bunch of natives throwing spears. Well, he also thought and- <laughs> that technology
4: technology might have existed like today and other time periods that we just yeah lost mm-hmm. in history. I think it, I think it absolutely does. It, it, I mean, we've been around for modern humans for like three hundred thousand years or more. So you think like just in the last hundred or whatever, we've gained technology like this? Like, come on, why could it happen before and we just it just got lost to time. How many times do you think
3: we blew ourselves up by now? 10?
4: I don't know. But they found cool shit like gears, like embedded in rocks that shouldn't be there. Like, yeah, there's like the, that. There's the hammer
3: that they found in Texas that's fucking, uh, it's got like a Greek name to it or something, but it's like a million years old.
4: Yeah. There's, they found the some iron. Weird
3: shit. The iron's like 100% pure iron steel. Yeah. There's it, no way they could have had it back then.
4: There's weird shit. I think it was an Irish name.
3: You think it was? Yeah. Hmm. We have to agree to disagree on that one, my man. I don't know. That's what the let the history books say. Uh, no, it's it's great. Uh, it's in Texas. Really? It's named oh. after it's named after the town. He's just busting my
0: balls. Oh.
3: He thinks I'm trying to claim this this well, device. They, always,
4: they, they, they get history wrong. They base their whole careers off this history that they've been teaching and writing about, and then huh. they want to defend it. Yeah. So like they'll say, "Oh, the Clovis culture was 13,000 years ago." But wait a second, there might have been people before that, up to like 100,000 years ago in the, in like you know North America but God. like they they fight against it because even when the evidence is there
3: the great european rewrite is what i call it yeah, yeah that's exactly what it should be fucking called the great european rewrite they showed up with muskets and cannonballs and rewrote the playbook (laughs) yeah they
4: wrote it and then they don't there's no rewrites allowed that's it so that's it even though they should be because like shit like the sphinx and stuff like that yeah the sphinx is
1: nuts it makes me think of how like cutthroat like academics really are yeah like 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 anything else in those in those industries like in if you're at harvard oh yeah and but then they're so nerdy like they're arguing i can't imagine like the passive aggressiveness in that, and,
2: right? You know, and now that's
3: now. Like back in the day, it was probably murder. Saying like little skinny eggheads, like they're not gonna like f- have fisticuffs over it, right. but they're gonna like they're gonna like undermine
2: each other's the theories. Back in the day, they, you know, when they were doing their when they were all expanding, you know, like they were trying to be the top, you know, people on earth. So if there was African people that had extreme, crazy technology, and that shit is all wiped out. Mm-hmm, exactly. China and India, like the long histories of those they people. They took it. And, and look at South America, like we're finding now, is that there was some serious shit going on, and now that's
3: all. No, I mean, their, they're talking about major, major cities that they're just unearthing that were just grown over with trees.
1: Obviously, I love the agricultural component you're putting to it, because I think they did have amazing permaculture techniques that, like, well, you know, we just keep doing it. We just keep reinventing the same thing. Right. Right? And like permaculture has so many cool techniques, but there's so much to learn from like the history of those. How far
3: back that. does crop rotation go, you think? According question. to according to our except our known history, according to the European rewrite. The re- what, <laughs> you know, I've been thinking a lot about crop rotation because
1: I'm I'm a farmer.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but um It shows up on your radar every once in a while.
1: Yeah. So on the small scale, it's hard to rotate crops year to year like, because I'm growing so many different crops in such a small space. So eventually, I'm now, this is my fourth season growing there, so things are going into beds that they were grown in there before. And something we think about crop rotation in terms of like industrial agriculture because when you have 5,000 acres of corn and 5,000 acres of soy, you should probably flip those because it's so much massive space with only one crop so for eating, me eating the same
3: thing yeah. sucking that cow mag and fucking nitrogen and nitrogen and right. nitrogen and then all of a sudden the corn comes and it's phosphorus and potassium and blah, 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 right. blah, blah.
4: doing the bull dance so when i what did I, you say so doing the bull dance feeling the
1: flow feeling working, it. Circular, working circular 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 um, like a carousel on my on my beds that I do, I'm cropping out uh, many different crops every per season, and I'm adding so much like compost, and I add things like
3: kelp meal and crab meal. So you are doing compost for yes, human yes. poop. Maybe you're not doing any synthetic. Bro. You're not going. You're not getting general hydroponics micro bloom and
1: no, no, it's a. Uh, yeah, those are pretty much my only products I use in terms of like the fertilization. Is I, I top with a lot of compost, which I buy in. I, ideally, I want to start making the compost, but having a really good compost system is Dude, actually.
3: Dude, the, <laughs> the cannabis industry has got to be at this point reaching a size where it's impacting our nutrient use because like they mm, use invariant. great synthetic fertilizer, like right out of the gate. Right. Salts just nonstop. What about the compost? They don't use to do composting, really. I just it's like, dude, if you own a marijuana dispensary, you want to you want it to be as cheap and as like and efficient as ponks, possible. Right? Yeah, so eventually everyone goes like these drip systems in this cocoa core, right? Which is like really high and it's cocoa, so it's like got a high carbon content. What's carbon do? It grabs other shit, right? So they're growing it in something that's not even efficient because it's like leaching nutrients out of itself holding on to the nutrients and not letting the plant have them right um but it's cheap to grow in so they use that and they use rock wool which they make out of like these, this limestone basically i don't know if we have enough limestone on the planet i think we do Dude, the bottom line is, is I I I guess what the, Elon Musk is fucking right, dude. We got to get off this rock. We we need more rocks, right? We we need another planet to to grow our shit on and mine, you know, strip mine basically.
1: I go back and forth with like the part of me is like yes, let obviously, let's go to Mars and let's explore. We need to consume. But like also, let's take care of what's under our feet. So I feel like Elon Musk is like he just wants to do
3: it cause he thinks a, it's too late here. He thinks no,
4: he maybe. thinks it's just cool to do it too.
3: Right? Yeah. Part, part he of him is like, what can, we,
4: what can we do? Yeah. How
3: right. do you like? How do you like? He's the, Tony Stark. I love Elon Musk. He is very Tony Stark-ish. Yeah. except that he's like kind of wimpy.
4: I hear he he came out with the Aspergers. He said he is. Yeah, he said it on, on SNL. SNL.
3: I thought that was huge, dude. I, I I thought that was a really ballsy thing. Pretty to cool. Do pretty cool he gets bonus points all day for me elon musk hasn't since he showed up in my world on my like if this is like a digital simulation and he showed up in my chat my like my simulation like right. he's been doing nothing but scoring points with me left and right he I lives think. in your head rent free is that that's what they said the saying i think that's yeah right on how do you like the mead that's, first, that's time advertising. Having, first time having mead <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've i had it before, but this is. Uh, that makes sense. This is delicious. It's good, right? It's really good. I don't like alcohol, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to buy more of that stuff. We're going to have it. This here.
1: is like a dessert drink for me, too. So it's like I'm just sipping on it. I want
3: to yeah. dr- drink it out of a horn.
2: Yeah. It's our Dan, first Dan never un- drinks and u- unofficial unofficial like it. Unofficial sponsor. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, Honey, you know,
2: Honeyboundmeetery.com. Our first sponsor. Wink. <laughs> yeah.
3: By should. that I mean we bought a by that I mean Candyman bought a uh, and yeah, yeah, some stuff. And like spent like 800 bucks in honey yeah. keeping supplies. So I love you're being a beekeeper. The opposite. That's amazing. It's, it's the opposite of a sponsor. It's I'm it um, we 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 spent money with them. Uh the bees come in in like a week. Oh. Maybe 2 weeks. Oh, so that's going to be getting a, a little nervous. I'm reading this book right now on how to keep bees yeah. like I knew it was going to be tough cuz like I, I know a lot of people have a problem with it but I think people like even even like home gardens, like you just see everyone just suck, right? Yeah. And you're like, you guys suck. And they don't get it. It's hard to fucking take care of plants and make them grow right. You got to get out there and weed. You got to like, you know, water regularly. You got to have an automatic system, not People too much water. People
1: drastically underestimate how much work it takes. Like just yeah. like, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to start gardening this year. This is the year. This <laughs> is the year. And like, great, fucking go for it. But also like, if you're, they get discouraged. They get you get really discouraged quickly, and then they they give it up because they didn't. I mean, wow. this is with anything, but like gardening is so it's cutthroat. Like you either do it right, and you have that one tomato crop, and if that you, dies, you know what
3: though, dude, you do a great thing. You get up, you you know, serving people booze is cool, makes them feel good and all <laughs> that, and you know you look good. You probably pot spreading around good vibes but like you grow food man you feed people thank you thank you like some people design circuit boards that's what they do right but secretly that company is taking those circuit boards and making like surface to air missiles that we're shooting people with right like you grow food i don't think it kills anyone that i know of right unless they're allergic to it yeah (laughs) i feel very
1: some anytime like someone says oh i'm like i saw this farming thing and i thought of you it blows my mind that like I'm I'm at that place. Right. because like you know i just longevity never thought, breeds success and yeah but now like that i'm i am i'm like this the, known as the farmer guy and people like i would be working at the bar and people would be asking me questions about beekeeping or chicken production or vegetable production um, i love that that's what everyone wants to talk about it's because so brand.
3: many people are interested in yeah, it. can we right. are we allowed to talk about the chickens even though it was technically not up to town ordinance or is that is that off the <laughs> oh no we can talk about the chickens. so you dan this i don't know if you know this you're not, oh, right. you're not Allowed, oh, that part. You're not allowed to keep chickens in the town of Lowell. to health. Why? It's a, it's a health thing. Fuck, <laughs> stupid. So this cat, he's like, I, I, I want to raise chickens. Well, how many did you do? What was the number? uh Thirty. But you're also <laughs> not out of Lowell. He raised thirty chickens in a, in one of the bedrooms in his apartment, and they were in there, little pooping, babies, pooping, yeah. feeding, fucking <laughs> running around. Oh, cool. Stinks just smelled so bad. Just until um. Just what? until they were big enough to go outside. Yeah,
1: they had to kind of you know get them ready for the outside. So I had a, like a heat lamp and had them ready. It was it was disgusting. I um, it was I was watching I was really born as wild
3: though. I saw we had them in sixth grade. We had mm-hmm. a we had an incubator and they came out. It was just like Jurassic Park. You're Like oh my god!
1: I love like, that you remember what, what species? It, sixth grade, like okay. that was a big moment. You don't forget something like that. Yeah, we saw many animals birth at the farm raptor. school. <laughs> they bred raptors here. What have you done? Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, watching animals uh, come to life is crazy. Watching a cow when the, we had like uh, chores every weekend and when it was springtime and it was like lambing season, we, had, we were, had to be on top of that and had to do checks every three hours throughout the night. And, like
3: count the lambs? Yeah. Like, like we, a shepherd?
1: And well, and help them through the birthing process to see if anything like, went wrong. And a few, to, a few times we did lose a couple in the birthing process. How many did
3: they give birth to? One to one? Yeah, no, like, maybe twins.
1: Maybe, yeah. I think I don't, but I don't think that's normal. I think it's they don't have walk. a litter or anything. No, yeah, it's, it's it warm. hits
3: the ground walking.
1: Because you know what? No, I'm animal. an idiot. There, there can be multiple in yeah, goats can get a couple little goats out. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about goats for a second. Okay. What do
2: you? Jesus. We had a uh, a guest on a uh, uh, currently unaired episode where he said he's working on a farm. He's working on a farm. And that the farm has goats. And when it gave birth, uh, it had a...
4: Oh, that's bullshit. Did you hear that was bullshit? <laughs> no, no.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: He, he messaged me later and he said that that was bullshit. But what's
2: the reality? He's messing with him. He what's said the reality, there was a though? birth sack that... The, like an the, membrane.
3: Yeah, a membrane The membrane The farmer had to poke through Pierce
4: Yeah, no, it was totally bullshit his finger.
3: On, the, on the anus of the goat He
4: brought it up And we ended up being Completely false
3: <laughs> I'm sitting there asking I'm like, why? So it doesn't shit in the, in the embryonic fluid When it's being born? And I'm thinking Humans shit in there It can't be that They've right. already figured that out and then you know later on he's like oh yeah that wasn't that wasn't real he, Somebody, sold, it he so, sold it messing with he sold it so so my done. well he told us that his buddy's messing with him but what what's the reality behind the story like. Has he already put his like gloved up finger up like twenty baby goats' his ass? Like, like in other words, like did this guy yeah, tell guy, him? I don't like, know. He might did, have already been doing it. Did this, it, this like, guy nothing. tell him like, hey, I need some help on the farm, and you're gonna have to do some dirty jobs? Oh, hard really? farming. I think he might it. And then, did he have him? You know.
5: 18 plus poke a so little, he's poor
2: a, little goat's The baby's butt. goat's butt had well, a sack. He's been that doing, doing it for a while, so my, he
5: must have.
3: He's in like, there
2: like every, I can't, every time. Yeah, yeah every time. Like, Just everyone I think in the new,
3: like, I can't feel any resistance. Am I hitting it? Yep, keep going. You'll <laughs> poke it. You know, like, yeah, and then it turned out it was made up, but we didn't know. I don't fucking know. It
4: was made up, but he talked about it like he had been doing it. He'd been doing it, yeah. So, okay, so somebody was fucking with him.
3: It makes, uh, Little sense to me that that would be an organism's thing, but right? Geez. How would a mother goat poke a hole in the biology's, butt sack? Of- Biology is right. fucking crazy, dude. When you when you grow from seed, and so you you take it for granted at this point because you essentially s- sell sprouts, right? Right. What a seed is, is essentially like a little reactor, energy reactor. It's like this photosynthetic chemical reacting plant. Like if we knew how to harness that into energy, it would be ridiculous.
1: Every year I start seeding and I'm I I can't believe it that like my whole tomato crop is in my hand.
3: The way that right. it the way that it works is nuts. Cause you're like, okay. This thing is coated in a oil or a wax. That's really good because if I eat it, my digestive tract can't digest the seed and I end up shitting it out and turns out that shit is the perfect humidity, nutrition. It's everything the seed wants to be grown in anyway, right? Uh, If I don't get consumed, I land on the fucking ground and what gets harder during cold weather? Oils and wax, but it melts at optimal temperature, right? So the minute that coating melts and gets contact with air and water, literally biochemical reaction, boom taproot comes out boom the cotyledon that's like when you open a seed the inside of the seed is actually green because those are the first leaves that the plants going to absorb oh, cool. light with so it just spits out a little taproot and these oh, sorry, things in there and it's ready to go and then the first set comes out after that and then it just starts building and building and building and you get like a 10 foot sunflower in the end of like four months and you're like how the fuck did that even happen?
1: How good are those time-lapse videos of seeing uh, the process? I will watch those all night long. Yeah. The first people to make those. What,
4: about, like, the plants? what about the plants that can move away from shit? There's some plants right. that yeah. can actually move, right? Yep. That's crazy. Like they can move in real time. Like what? Like, I don't know. Like moss? No, there are some plants. Like a, I think like they are. The leaves can actually move. The plants can move. Oh, well, plants in move. In real time. No, but in real time. Well, I'm saying like plants move towards light and they move to Yes, but like it's happening super in slow. You do in real don't see time. It. It's just No, 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 but but this is like I'm talking like you can like see a reaction like I fast. forget what plants they are. There, there's like only a couple plants that do that, but and obviously like like um like carnivorous plants can can right. do certain things, but it's Venus like, flytrap. Yeah, yeah. It's not like an animal closing its mouth though. It's like I forget what it does, but you know it just Go ahead, buddy. It just like releases when something hits, like a, a Venus flytrap. Yeah, it gets
2: yeah. stuck and it just goes. Yeah. Right? Is that yeah. how it works? Yeah, it
1: slowly closes. Yeah, osmotic I, pressure. And then just sometimes mm. they like will sell those at like random store, like a market basket. They're like, buy. <laughs> you, yeah, it. I love a market basket all this crazy other shit. They need. Like, well, they
4: they need. They need totally different care too. Like, yeah, it's very hard. to Very acidic soil. Very hard. Very, very, something hard, very
3: wet. Need, no water. Oh, no water for Venus flytrap. I think so. I think it's the other way around, but. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I'll tell you what. The other thing I like about being in agriculture, always going to be important. Yes. Yeah. Okay? If the economy takes a Dixie, uh, they're going to need some agriculture. If we have an economic boom, people will start having more kids. They'll be starting more mouths to feed. They'll be just buying more shit. Be a need, they'll be going out to eat more. There's going to be a need for agriculture if we have a total fucking global decimation event and was 5% of our population is left over, the guys that get sucked off the most are going to be the, the good warriors and the guys that are good at like making food and drugs. Right. And it's true. Wow. We'll, we'll revert back to a better state of affairs and the guys that are good at fighting and good at producing food and you know medicines and booze and stuff. Those will be the guys, man. You do want to get in with them.
1: I, um, it's, not the exact reason why I got into agriculture but well, it's, it's, it was it's yeah. a real it's a real skill it's like I feel I feel um happy that um like I have this real knowledge and skill that not a lot of people possess anymore cuz it's crazy to me that in such a quick time and generations like I don't know the exact percentage but very people come to me with ridiculous questions
3: it's scary to me that you have youtube now and all these other tools that are given to people like oh this is the easiest way to do it mm-hmm. and they can't produce like a tomato plant without right. fucking it up because mm-hmm.
4: they don't people are so lazy they don't want to do their own research everything's well, out there for you you don't even need to go to school anymore you can just everything is out there for you
3: i think it boils down to just like they don't get that like you fu- you can't fuck up even once like you could grow the thing great for th- you know, ninety days. But if you go away for six days and don't water it and come back, it's dead and there it's not coming back. You or know? like if you harvest
1: your potatoes too early, you pulled them. It's, you'll, it's, you can't plant them. Mine back, are still
3: outside know? until that plant turns yellow. I'm not. I'm not reaping. Yeah, because I, I just want them to chunk out. You, you know, know what I'm saying? I
2: think another aspect of what you know, I think, you know, you guys really love the growing process and the everything that goes into that. Because it is a thing, right? Like Dandy said earlier, like it's meaningful to like grow something and then you know harvest it and yeah, or build from, something or whatever, make it from scratch. But there's the other aspect of this too, which is business.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Um, so how do you, you know, you're you're good at growing, you are too. So like, how, when do we turn? Like, when does the business cycle start in your mind? Like, how do you? What have you done to? make your be able to sell your products
1: yeah so the farm school i'm major plugs for the farm school here because they were incredible but we had at the spring season we had a business plan proposal that we had to come up with and that's where the idea originated for horn family farms and I was contemplating, like, do I want to go work in another farm? Maybe try to get, like, a manager-type position where... you
3: got to do it all, dude. you to do the sales, the accounting, the exactly. fucking managerial bullshit. It's, it, you're running the whole show.
1: It's, it's, I'm with you. I it's, know how it it's, is. Yeah, it's tough. And so what the farm school did, though, is, like, help me sort of organize my thoughts and ideas and actually present it to a group, you know, was 20, 25 people who then asked questions and thoughts. Some people did a completely hypothetical. But I was like, I'll, I'll make this, like, I'll try to make this legitimate and see how I can go about it and um thankfully um my buddy mike shut up d um he he just was like i love what you're doing i have this half acre maybe a little more pretty cleared yeah, land dude, like go expand work. it expand
3: it yeah. this is this is what i want to do i want next year to have horn family farms on you know on my land and i don't know if i'll have time but like I'm good at sales. I should go out and nail some accounts. You guys, we'll figure it out. I'll be like, "Yo, I nailed fucking." (laughs) We're in Walmart. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'll need 10 million turnips by next week, Chris. Get to work, (laughs) you know. But no, um, I'd like to do something together by next year. This year is like we're already balls deep in the season.
1: You know, that's why it's Horn Family Farms because I always wanted to keep him. I like like more of the community idea and like building things together. And the farm isn't just like this one place that's this 10 acre place that you go to it's like trying to spread the it's a plethora of
3: location exactly well it's, yeah. so you can talk about have a couple minutes to you know close out talk about whatever you want but yeah. like who like if you wanted to get into farming and you wanted to learn how to do it i uh i'm starting a farm this year like on yep. paper and everything like business like real the real deal Uh, We still live in a right-to-farm community, so we don't need, what, like FDA? We don't have to meet any real guidelines. Mm -hmm. We just show up with... You know, be like, "Hey, I've got these crops. I sprayed them with whatever I wanted. But here you go. Right? <laughs> um do, That's the way it is. In ma- in mass with or Drake the, it? I'm not growth. sure. I think Drake, definitely drake right it's definitely Drake it's a grow. so it's a right to grow a right to yeah. farm town where like they don't let the FDA come in and give you a bunch of ball busting rules and regulations that cost you money. Um, but at the same time, like some of those things are to like you know make a food healthier. Who the fuck knows? But what were the good youtube uh guys that you watch because i because i remember sending you a couple and you were like you knew them right off the top of your head but like who the that you said that guy had a rough year this year but he did he killed it out in the city dude curtis stone he yeah curtis stone he's
1: amazing he um he's put out so much content that is these amazingly edited videos that just was like he makes it look simple enough and, and achievable
3: and then he's he's, he's killing it. <laughs> he's not showing you the nine hour workday that goes behind right, making right. everything succeed. And then edit the videos. On. He
1: does a lot of work. Yeah. Right? He, he's impressive.
3: He he does a he does good stuff with urban farming. But one of the things he talks about is like you gotta be in like he he went to the market. He didn't expect the market to come to him. Right. You know? So like don't just like grow tomatoes in your backyard or, or, or buy a farm, don't buy farmland and grow a huge crop of tomatoes and think that, Oh, just gonna I'm, I'm going to sell all these tomatoes. Yeah. You know, you like, he went to the places where like that, the shit that he grows was, it was really in you know demand with like the, you know, the posh bougie restaurants wanted all these micro green mixes. Yeah. And you have different mixes. You, you, Selling your CSA and stuff, right? Yeah, I am. Um, or I your actually, restaurant. You yeah. restaurants? I
1: sell to a couple of restaurants, The Keep, The Old Court. Um, I'm, there's this new restaurant coming in, The Lou's Deli. I'm going to try to do some stuff there. A bunch of restaurants. Blackwater Grill. Can I and tell
4: same. you? I like Blackwater Grill. Yeah. Can I, I like tell you spot. something?
3: You probably already know this because you might have learned it growing up already. But yeah. <laughs> If you can achieve something once, you can achieve it twice. And if Love you can it. achieve it twice, you can achieve it thrice Thrice. (laughs) and if you could just keep going with that math until you hit your wall but what i'm saying to you is you got these accounts you know you knew these guys whatever but now you've got them so those are quivers in your arrow Mm. now you can go to other places and be like hey how you doing i do these guys Mm." yeah i i provide the the greens for these restaurants make a
2: brochure
3: scott scott plath
1: and cobblestones network they've been great since day one people it was amazing to me because going back to like your business question like I knew it was achievable, but you, you have to figure out like how you're going to sell this and like, what are those numbers going to look like? Right. And, um, the restaurants were, were big, uh, starting off. Um,
3: salads but, are big at restaurants.
1: Salads are big. Yeah. And people, and they, people have just been really understanding of like, they under they understood my story and what I was trying to achieve. Like some people don't really get it. They're like, Oh, um, can, can I get like bulk tomatoes from you every week? And it's like, you know, they hit me up in August and it's like, well, I really like I'm a really small farm. It's a pretty lean. My biggest thing is like everything is sold before I even put the first seed in the in the plug. Or what whatever. do we have
3: to do to increase your footprint? Do you need more workers and land or just more land? because I got I got workers too.
1: Yeah, I think um a slightly slightly uh more space would I could achieve a lot. I could achieve a lot more, but then Good. I would I would need yeah, a few more. I'm but I'm still learning so much myself as we've we've discussed, so like constantly. I I don't want to expand too quickly because even last year I'm on a half acre and I had Five beds that I didn't even plant out. Five seventy-foot long beds, unused, completely unused all wow, season. That's, that's no good. And like it just, I couldn't get to it. It got weedy. I would, you know, finally get it weeded. Then two weeks later, finally try to get some plants in there. We weed- too weedy again. So all that I did was tarp it for the entire season. No, now, now no, it looks gorgeous. No greenhouses. I have two.
3: I have hoop houses. Uh, I have two hoop houses and one like propagation. Why oh, they said
4: house. poop houses. I
3: wish I <laughs> could get you excited talking about that. All right. What else, what else you got? Anything else you want to shout out to the world while you're on the air? Yeah. I mean, uh,
2: how can people find you?
3: I just wanted
1: to say, unfortunately with COVID era, farmer's markets closed. So I kind of had to switch my business model a little bit. It's bogus. So see Bullshit. CSA is, <laughs> is, is, is great, but I have a lot of retention in that and a lot of members come back every year. So it's not a big thing I can like sell to like sell a lot more of, but you can find me at Navigation Brewery every Friday from uh first week of June till mid October. And I don't do I don't have a farmers market set up, but basically you can buy a bag of a pre made bag that is virtually like the C S A, but you're just not committing for the whole season. So you just yeah. show up at this this is a where where is it it's a bar it's a brewery it's navigation brewery? brewery yeah where where in, it's in Lowell in uh, western uh, western avenue studios in it's Lowell, in, it's in Lowell. yeah is
3: that is that the place where all the artists and everyone yeah. have yep. like a little yep. thing yeah, i was gonna do that oh so that's a real uh i don't even have a word to slap on that like uh yeah. what kind of people A really woke place right? i fit
1: in
2: <laughs> i really But fit they in. also the navigation brewery has an outside space where everyone comes on friday yep well, I don't know if they come, but they show up on Friday and they drink i p a beers um and buy vegetables
1: yeah it's a it's a nice it's a great thing. partnership. It's a great partnership. um the people who run Western Ave and navigation are amazing, and yeah, so it's thirty dollars um for these bags, and you get just whatever is harvested that week. um I have very like you know fluctuating scale of how much I can do, but um, a lot of a lot of business came that way of people picking up these bags last year, so I'm doing that again this year. So that's that's like my main thing for like the public, and then Alpine Butcher, I supply oh. bags. I supply bags like spinach and arugula and lettuce mixes. And, so you got some good accounts. Yeah, like Alpine. Alpine's great. Um, I'm proud
3: of you, bastard.
1: Thank. I, I appreciate it. You're all grown I've, up.
3: I've learned a lot. You're all. That. You're so grown up. Aren't you proud of him? He's, Look at him. He's he's the teacher now something like that something's going on i call him up and ask him stuff sometimes that counts yeah Yeah. and i feel honored next week uh and this does play into agriculture hopefully this is gonna be a heavy episode danimal's gonna be all over it next week my uh cousin's supposed to come on he had a pretty bad uh opiate slash i think whatever else he could get his hands on problem for a while uh and he's doing better and he I saw him on Greek Easter. He's like, yo, I want to come on and talk about addiction, which is like, obviously such a big fucking issue right now. Right. right. But like, you know, it's like plants, man, they're fucking wild. They get, does they produce these substances and people get that like sugar, Like people don't get it. Like right. sugar's addicting. Oh yeah. And it's well, like, the all, worst one. The
4: things that me and Alex were addicted to were from plants.
3: Yeah. From plants. Uh, that's right. That's right. So next, next week we're going to do an addiction episode uh you think they make diet pepsi from plants because i am addicted to this stuff.
2: <laughs> another one of our sponsors but, yeah, uh unofficially
3: well, ganja ganja's is a plant right right uh, yeah no, no. mushrooms are fungi or fungi are a plant right if you think uh, about it,
1: everything that surrounds us and every you look at anything you name any item and it all is this like is this wood. natural product this item. is
3: wood right it's from a
1: plant it's all from a plant it's 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 that's pretty cool We're, we have a very deep connection to We it.
3: like to fashion things from materials that we harvest out of this place that we live on and we sometimes we mix those things together into new materials and we shape that into tools and we I mean we've cr- we've crawled the long way out of the muck.
4: My dick is a plant.
3: It is. What kind of plant is it? Poisonous. It's working is into it, the show. I don't have to explain. Is it, it poisonous? <laughs> Does it poison? Does it emit? Venomous. Does it emit an aroma that entices someone to get near it, and then it poisons them when they it's, come in contact yeah. with it? That's, a, yeah, right. a, that's how it's I. A, it, it's a deep musk. That's how I think of it. Well, anyway, man, thanks for coming by. This You're welcome great. back thanks, anytime. Man. Thank you. Uh, help us spread the podcast around on your Instagram, and we'll spread around the word for uh, Horn Family Farms. Yeah, it's a symbiotic relationship, just like uh, many farming. So, yeah. Mac, you got anything else? Anything?
2: Um, just, I think, I don't want to have a pay it forward moment, but I think that everyone should uh, be human this next couple of weeks.
3: Why don't you want to have a pay it just forward Just be empathetic moment.
2: with others. Hell yeah! You know? A I lot love of that. crazy shits going on in the world right now. Yeah, I feel that. Don't fucking look at something and go and not realize that other humans are dying or killing each other. It's fucked up. Sorry, I got on a little horse, Dandy. If you want to react to that,
3: you can.
4: Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> screw all that.
0: <laughs> see you guys later. <laughs> all
3: right, you heard it here, guys. We'll see you. next week.